0: Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears, this time talking about the brand new 4K edition of National Lampoon's Animal House. Boy, do I have a history with this movie. (laughs) I was 12 when it came out and couldn't go see it. Um... I was, of course, watching Saturday Night Live uh, back in the day. And some of these stars, you know, were starting to become stars and make movies and things like that. And I remember the TV commercials for this. I was like, oh, man, I got to see that. And, of course, it was rated R. And no way I was going to be allowed to see it at the age of 12. But a year later, my father would take me to see Alien. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um Eventually, once I got into high school, I got to see the, the R-rated version. I think television ran a, a PG version once or twice uh, where they edited a lot of stuff out. Um, and then the various home video releases. I think it was released on VHS four, five, six times. It finally came out on DVD in the late 90s. Uh, there was a Blu-ray edition a few uh, in the early 21st century. And now back in May, they fully restored the movie in 4K and released a 4K version of this classic film now there's been some recent people talking about well it kind of condones a a rapey type culture kind of there's some jokes in there that are you know but the movie was made at a different time about a different time and i'm not condoning you know anything that might be dark or or whatever underneath but you know There were different times of different things, and you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt when you watch something like this. Also, the fact that it's a comedy from National Lampoon, shock is part of their comedy toolbox. Uh, You know, you got to be shocked by a few things, um, at least back in the day, and I guess to to the extent that modern comedians do it today. So I I can't go back and look at a 1978 movie and go, well, it was all this and it was all that. Well, for the time, it was fine, you know, and it fit right in. And it's become, you know, not just us movie fans or whatever. It's become a culturally significant movie, winding up on the top of comedic movies of all time list. Uh, the Library of Congress put it in there, you know, because it takes, you know, it's filmed in in the late seventies, but it takes place in nineteen sixty two, and this new 4k edition by the way it's a native 4k scan it looks amazing i mean it looks like a movie it looks very filmic which is a good thing for movies this age it was filmed on 35 millimeter film and blown up to 4k and restored there's still a a fine layer of grain underneath but Man, the HDR pass, some colors pop and things like that. It just it makes it look fresh. Not brand new, but definitely a lot fresher than any of the home video versions I've had over the years. So that's a quick review of the 4K. It looks great. Um, I don't have a full surround sound setup at the moment, so I, I couldn't test the, uh, the mix. But other than that, the, the video quality was incredible in 4K HDR for a movie of this age. I just never expected it to look this clean. Uh, almost no print damage, banding, any of that kind of stuff you usually see in old movies. They really, Universal really did a great job on this movie. So my history with it, like I said, I was 12 and couldn't go see it. And these commercials, you know, with John Belushi's character, Bluto, look, I'm a zit. And, and it, it, you know, at a 12-year-old, this looked like incredible humor. Once I finally saw the the full version, yeah, you know, it, it became a favorite of all time. But it holds up now. Because it was good comedy at the time. It was well-written. It was well-acted. Uh, a lot of these were up-and-coming stars. I mean, Kevin Bacon's tiny little role <laughs> in the movie is a standout because he was so good in it. Um, and everybody. The, the movie has a, a playfulness about it. Um, you got It's an early movie from John Landis, who would go on to do Blues Brothers and American Werewolf in London and, and then some things like Bird on a Wire. But anyway... Um, and you had Ivan Reitman, you know, writing it, uh, who went on to do things like Ghostbusters and things like that. So a lot of talent uh, in front of and behind the camera makes this movie hold up today, and it spawned a an entire genre of of teen college oriented comedies from Revenge of the Nerds to Porky's to whatever, and none of them were ever as good as Animal House to this day. I mean, there's been some good ones. Um, I really like Booksmart as a recent version of this kind of movie. That was high school, not college, but, you know, uh, of this type of movie. And still, Animal House holds up. It's just a classic. Another reason for that is the soundtrack. It was music from the early 60s. Um, so at the time, it was kind of... This was before the Big Chill soundtrack came out and kind of revolutionized the soundtrack industry. Um and I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of, you know, where, where some of the great minds came up with that idea of let's do a whole Motown soundtrack for this film. Um, because the I remember in high school and college uh, having it on cassette and later on CD and still listening to it at parties, in the car, whatever, from shout to whatever. I mean, it's just a great soundtrack for the time and for the movie. Um Sure, some of it, uh, some of the humor hasn't aged as well. But then again, the movie was supposed to take place in 1962, so I think it still holds up as a funnier movie than something like, uh, oh, Francis Ford Coppola's ode to the to the 50s and 60s, cruising up and down the strip, American Graffiti. Um, I always liked Animal House better. I just think it's a it's a, a more uh, robust comedy. It does have a lot of stupid humor and a lot of, you know, um, gags and things like that. But there's a heart to the movie. There's a playfulness to the movie. And it sure, it gave some of us a false idea of what college frat life would really be like. But then again, some of these things probably did come out of true reality (laughs) after my years in a fraternity. But overall, I think Animal House is a quintessential comedy classic that everybody needs to see at least once. Uh, You know, like Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles is not everybody's thing, and it offends a lot of people. But it's a classic. It, it was made at a time where you could get away with that, and and like it or not, it some of it really is funny, even for the wrong reasons. And same thing with Animal House. It's got some some jokes in it that that play a little like, ooh, we wouldn't put that in the movie these days. But that's kind of the fun of it. I watched a a, a film expert the other day it was talking about the the rise of television now and that it's become the last bastion of nudity, that most big movies don't have nudity in it anymore. And I, I didn't even really think about it, but he's right. It's moved to TV because there's been such a, a, a precedence play, placed on box office. I mean, how much money a movie makes is really not a barometer for how good a movie is. It maybe how popular or whatever. Um, and maybe it just hit the cultural zeitgeist at the right time and, and, and made money. But, that always, you know, that's that's great for marketing. This was the number one movie in America last week and that kind of thing. But it's never really been a barometer for how great a movie is or long-lasting even. Um, that being said, though, <laughs> you know, a movie like this holds up because it was made well at the time and is still made well. And hopefully, you know, we get some more modern classics along this line. It's just, it's a time capsule. It's a slice of time. It's well-made. It's, it's John Belushi at his peak pretty much I mean this and and I think he's better in this than he was in Blues Brothers and he was great in Blues Brothers but um, for those that don't remember John Belushi he was a great up and coming comedian had started making movies he made the transition from Saturday Night Live into movie stars and then his life of excess got to him and he died and it was very sad and very tragic and I wish you know John Belushi and a few of the other comedians who have kind of gone out that way were still around today it would be interesting to see what they're doing today so there's only a few John Belushi movies from this time period period, and this is definitely one of his best. His character is just the... the. <clears throat> there's a lot of funny stuff, funny lines from all the characters in the movie, but he's like the, the centerpiece of it. He's, you know, like Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, you know. There's a lot of great characters in that movie, but everybody sticks with Groot in the end pretty much. And that's just not the only reason. There's such quintessential quotable moments, great lines, scenes that just, you know... The guy's playing the sweet song for the people at the party, and Bluto walks up and just destroys the guitar up against the wall and hands it back to him and says, Sorry. You know, uh, dumb as it all sounds, uh, especially for people who probably have, you know, younger folks who did not see it and didn't grow up in this time or whatever, I still think the movie holds up. And this new 4K edition is great. So I. I almost question: Is this a movie I really want to get in 4K? It definitely was not until I started reading reviews, and everybody was like, "This is." It probably didn't look this good on the screen back in 1978, and I would I would definitely agree with that. So, if you've never seen National Lampoon's Animal House, rent it, stream it, buy it, go watch it immediately. And if you have seen it, but it's been years, go back and revisit it. It's a it really is a classic. If anything, might be a hair long, but as I get older, it seems less long as a kid I guess I didn't get some of the humor especially some of the stuff towards the end and it's pretty subversive and and now I do so (laughs) National Lampoon's Animal House gets one of my highest recommendations for a comedy for an R-rated comedy that you know it it is what it is it stands the test of time it's just it's just one of those movies you got to have in the collection in my opinion I'm Scott Hamilton Rockfile is my middle name uh, The Rockfile or it's my nickname I guess it's a fraternity name um, therockfile.com is my website got more podcasts coming your way some interviews and some other goodies as well sorry there's been a little bit of delay but uh, I'm working on it and I've got lots of content coming so stay tuned and have a spectacular day